Can you imagine a four-day plan to lead the global economy out of the wilderness? Stay with us. In this feature, you'll see God's solution to avert the impending economic collapse. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. Suppose there was a secret book that had the answers to all your personal questions and the solutions to all your personal problems written within its pages. Suppose there was a book that could supernaturally transform your very nature and create an excellent spirit within you. Suppose this book could literally transform your mind and procure health, wealth, and peace for you, unduplicated by any system or program the world could offer. Suppose this marvelous book could also deliver eternal, glorious life to its readers, where there is no sorrow or tears or pain or evil of any sort. How much would this secret book be worth? How much would you pay? There is such a book filled with inerrant absolute truth. There is such a book filled with the directions of life. This book is God's holy Bible. The secrets of this book cannot be accessed by IQ or worldly scholarship. Its secrets can only be revealed to those who approach its ancient pages and repent of humility and childlike faith in Christ Jesus, the Lord of glory. Would you like to have life and have it more abundantly? Would you like your sins to be forgiven and your shame removed from your memory? Are you ready to be born again? Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it now. We'll wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Hebrews eleven three. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. God said, Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. God said, Isaiah 8, verse 12, Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. God said, Ecclesiastes ten nineteen, But money answereth all things. Man said, Man created God, and the Bible is just an old, archaic book written by mere men that has long outlived its usefulness. Now the record. Is it possible that the holy words of God, found in the majority text authorized King James Version of the Bible, are valid for today and house the answers to all the world's troubles? This feature is being written between November 15 and 19, 2008. There are presently 404 feature subjects on God Said, Man Said that prove the unquestionable veracity of the Bible, covering a wide diversity of subjects from olive oil to what God and science say about homosexuality. Every Thursday evening, God willing, the feature subjects grow by one. All subjects are archived on this site in text and streaming audio free to all. Thank you for visiting. This feature requires some background about the writer. I am a minister of the cross of Christ and have pastored in the kingdom of God for nearly 35 years. At the same time, and for over 35 years, I have served as president of a frontline full-service marketing agency. My business is the business of words. At our marketing agency, we have successfully conducted marketing campaigns for almost every major industry under the sun. 
By the tutorship and the hand of God, we have gained mastery in the four powers of mass motivation. My company's roots are in the Ohio Valley, which was once the steel capital of the world. Also, just a stone's throw from our offices is where the pottery capital of the world also once resided. Our marketing team promoted and survived through the Jimmy Carter Misery Index, and under his watch saw gas rationing and the total collapse of the steel and pottery industries. The rest of America at that time was in a recession, but the Ohio Valley was in a full-blown depression with unemployment hovering near 25%. No one complained about his or her job in those days. The TGIF, thank God it's Friday syndrome, did not exist if you had a job. You were blessed, and everyone knew it. My marketing firm is in the business of moving goods and ideas. Keep in mind that we are in the business of words. Just recently, for the second time in just a few months, the heads of the world's industrialized nations, and I assume their best business minds, met with U.S. President George W. Bush in Washington, D.C. The topic of discussion was again their dilemma what to do about what appears to be a deep global recession and possibly their fearful D-word, a depression, dwarfing anything that had happened in the American market collapse of 1929. During the recent political campaign for President of the United States, Senator John McCain said just before the revelation of the impending banking collapse that the American economy was sound. For this, he was roundly criticized, and the statement was a central part of his defeat. In these regards concerning the economy, he was correct. In this country, we have a well-trained, educated workforce, a well-developed infrastructure, a well-developed network of industrial plants and facilities, a manageable unemployment rate, low interest rates, low inflation, an abundance of natural resources, a global product logo that still resonates, a highly efficient transportation network. There are definite systemic problems in the U.S. and global economies, but unless we turn things around very quickly, we won't be repairing them anytime soon. The solution to the impending economic collapse seems to me to be relatively childlike. Now that the banking industry appears to be stabilizing, and consumer confidence in the institutions appears to be strengthening, and as the banks also appear to be returning to their core functions of loaning money, opening checking and savings accounts, issuing CDs, etc., it's time to apply the next layer, which is buying and selling. But we have an enormous problem. Consumer confidence is at a dangerous low. Consumers have been intimidated out of spending. Unless we turn this tide very, very quickly, corporation after corporation and small business after small business will collapse into bankruptcy in rapid fashion. The media will beat the drum incessantly, further uh, destroying consumer confidence. Fear will rule. People will continue to regress into a horticulture, causing more bankruptcies, more layoffs, more media clamor, then more fear, then more, 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 until the big D, depression, arrives in all its ugliness. Someone has to arise with a real and believable plan to lead the people out of the wilderness. Proverbs 29.18 reads, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Today we need a vision. Without a dramatic increase in consumer confidence, the world will not pull out of this tailspin. The problem and the solution lie in four Bible principles. One, words. 
Everything in the universe, including our bodies, has been spoken into existence with God's words. Psalms 33, 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Our words are powerful and many times are self-fulfilling prophecies. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. In aviation, negative attitude means the airplane is pointed downward. If negative long enough, the plane will crash and all on board will perish. We need to turn around the negative words and a bold plan will start the process. We need an attitude change. 2. Fearful thoughts built with bad words. Fearful thoughts are contagious and are passed on from individual to an individual uh, like the common cold. God speaks to the great prophet Isaiah who was living in very dark times and said to him in Isaiah 8:12, "Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid." Fear is the absence of faith. The economy needs a vision, a plan, a remedy for the common cold. Practice faith, not fear. Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Remember, neither fear ye their fear. 3. Money. Ecclesiastes ten nineteen reads, But money answereth all things. Fearful thoughts built on bad words have distorted our reasoning. The consumer reasons, I can't buy that new car. I might lose my job. The response should be, if I don't buy that new car, I will lose my job. If you need an automobile and can't afford one, do not defer. Buy it. If the whole market collapses, you might as well go out in a new car. Money does answer all things. We need a plan, a vision to spend it. Love thy neighbor, number four, Matthew nineteen nineteen. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We need a vision to love our neighbor, and as we go on, you will see it unfold. Now that we've laid God's groundwork, let's look at the four-day economic miracle. One, 40 days in advance of the four-day economic miracle, the president would request secret meetings with the leaders of the industrialized nations, U.S. governors, congressional leaders, and the world's corporate heads. This meeting must and would be conducted under a veil of secrecy. At this meeting, the president would unveil the vision. Two, If consumers knew that a credible plan was in place and that everyone would come out and spend together, they would surely participate. They simply need a plan. At this secret meeting, the president would announce a national, even global, four-day consumer's holiday. Everyone would be off with pay and would be instructed to go out and buy anything they needed and many things they wanted. All retail workers, police and healthcare personnel would be on duty, of course, but would be included in other ways. In America, the four days would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Sunday, the businesses could open after 1 p.m. to give everyone time to attend church. Number three, all products sold during the four-day consumer's holiday would come with a federal tax credit. Note the numbers used here are for example only. A red tag with a federal seal would be attached by the merchant to every vehicle, refrigerator, house, suit of clothing, etc. sold. On the tag would be a tax credit percentage, 20% if American-made and 10% if foreign-made. After the four-day event ended, the federal tax credit would be extended for all purchases made in the following 12 months. 4. All local and state taxes would be forgiven during the four-day consumer's holiday, including ordered goods. For example... 
If a $30,000 vehicle was purchased and the state tax rate was 6%, the state tax savings alone would be $1,800. Five, every federal red tag attached to every product would make a labor statement. For example, on an automobile, the tag would read, buy this car and create six months of labor for your neighbor. A refrigerator tag would read, buy this refrigerator and create one month of labor for your neighbor. The overriding mantra would be, labor for your neighbor. Six, two weeks prior to the national global holiday, the president would announce the plan to the public in a national broadcast. It could be a fireside chat where he would explain the four-day consumer's holiday and how it works. This would be the first of three fireside chats. Two days before the launch, he would make the final address and explain that those of us who are working will pick up our neighbors who are not and those about to be out of work by doing our patriotic responsibility, which is to consume. 7. Behind the scenes, the businesses of the world would be preparing dramatic offers for the consumers to buy. Over the days immediately before, during, and even after the event, the newspapers would be stacked with ads and inserts. The mailboxes would be teeming with offers. Radios, TVs, and computers would be packed with advertising offers. 8. The day of the launch, the president and his wife and all of Congress would be off on their shopping excursion with the media in tow, as well as governors and their spouses. It would be wall-to-wall coverage. Reporters would broadcast live from America's and the world's shopping centers. Number 9. The results would be staggering. Unsold vehicles, refrigerators, clothing, homes, etc. would sprout wings and fly away to a new happy home. The beleaguered auto industry, for example, would see the dealer's lots and factory storage yards emptied and still have three months of sold orders to build and fill. The factories would be forced to hire new manpower who would work 24-7 to keep up with demand. This would be just the beginning. The tax credits would be in play for a full year to get us back to and used to full production. Burned into the global psychic would be labor for your neighbor. Jesus said, love thy neighbor as thyself. We need a leader with a vision. Dealing biblically with words, fearful thoughts, money, and neighbors is a childlike workable solution to an impending global economic disaster. God said Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said Hebrews eleven three Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the uh, things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God said, Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. God said, Proverbs 23.7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. God said, Isaiah 8.12, Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. God said, Ecclesiastes 10.19, But money answereth all things. Man said, man created God, and the Bible is just an old archaic book written by mere men that has long outlived its usefulness. Now you have the record.